Today on episode 66 of the Home of Play podcast, our reactions to the E3 UB Forward, Gearbox, Xbox, Bethesda, and Square Enix Showcase. Part one. Let's get right on into it. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 66 of the Home of Play podcast, a very special podcast because we are doing everything E3. Uh, we might have a little time for news at the end, but basically we're going all E3 this week. Uh, so get ready for that. And with me to do such a task, I have brought Chris, the King of Platinum Trophies. Hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. Because of that, that allows us to bring you the news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free if you enjoy your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the elves in the forest that we don't know where they live about the podcast and that they can find us on your favorite podcast services choice such as spotify apple or amazon every month we're growing it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost through the power of word of mouth if you have any comments questions or complaints we want to hear from you please send any of those at our email address which is home of play podcast at gmail.com and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all those fantastical reveals at E3. On today's episode, we have no news articles that I can really discuss right now. So we are just going to go right into the news. Except before that, as always, what have we been doing this last week, Chris? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Um, just a quick recap, I guess, for me. I played a little bit more Demon Souls. I think I took out one more boss and then I started getting annihilated. So I think I hit the Demon Souls uh, spot of the game where it starts to make you uh, feel like pain. Yeah, you you, you hurt internally and you want to throw those controllers, but you're like, I'm not throwing this $90 controller across the room. Uh, Other than that, not a lot of uh, console gaming this week (laughs) for me. Uh, I've been a little bit more on PC gaming. Uh, A lot of my friends, our normal gaming on PC hasn't worked out this week, so... We've been playing uh, some different stuff. So we actually jumped on uh, not League of Legends, like the actual League of Legends, but we've been playing the Teamfight Tactics version of the game. Uh, it's, I, it's been, I've been told it's like auto chess for, I guess, Dota. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. I like the strategic aspect of it, trying to get the combos. A lot of chance and trying to get all your, your types of creatures that you want to get. It's pretty good. It, it was kind of a random week, just playing lots of new random stuff. Uh, one of my buddies got me to try the. It's called Streets of Rogue, not Rage. Rogue. It's like a roguelike game, uh, top-down type view. Uh, it's really goofy, um, kind of fun. Um, not sure how much I'll play it, but it was it was it was interesting game. Uh, it's like kind of like, I guess like Grand Theft Auto, but much smaller scale, uh, procedurally generated city type thing. It's kind of cool. Uh, other than that, yeah, I signed up for the Xbox uh, Game Pass because it was only a dollar for three months. So that seemed like a steal right now. So I suggest if it's out there for people, go do that. Just make sure to cancel that auto renew subscription. Uh, other than that, yeah, but one, I don't know, been more into like board games, card games right now. My buddy got me trying the Pokemon tra- trading card game. Um, it's kind of fun. It's fun to do those old style. I remember like, Back in the day, playing Magic the Gathering, every time we had lunch in, at school or something, we'd go to a lunchroom and just play Magic. So uh, it's kind of interesting to go back and play some of these older style Pokemon games. Um, he, he gives me a, a quick update on how to play because I haven't played and there's so many new Pokemon cards compared to back then. So 
other than that, that's pretty much it for my week. Uh, how about yourself? What have you been up to? Oh, not a lot. Basically, I think I played Sushima when I was really bored for one day. Uh, not a lot of it. Uh, I think I'm getting a little worn out in just the sense that like, I was going through it pretty hard there. I was near the end uh, of my new game plus. And then I continued with Horizon. I finally got five hours past my initial five hours that I stopped playing the last time I tried that game. Uh, basically, I think I like it less than I did before. <laughs> um, the further I get into it, I just, I can't mesh with this game. I'm not, I don't feel confident enough to say like, this game's bad for everyone, but it's clearly bad for me. I feel like all the mechanics in this game, just none of them are like a 10 out of 10. There's nothing that really brings that game to like the forefront in any category. It just tries to do a lot of everything, and I, but I feel like it's worse. And it's, you know, it's that saying, it's jack of all trades, master of none. And I think that's how I'd sum this up. I just was not having fun. I felt like the dodging doesn't work when almost every dinosaur slash antelope slash whatever the hell they are has like a six hit combo like it's goddamn Street Fighter. And then so I was spending more time collecting berries than I was playing the game because I was always healing all the time. And I'm just like, oh, you guys really like, if it was going to be like this, you need to do something that's better than collecting berries. And it takes forever to collect enough to have like a full bar. And it's just, oh my God. So I I wasn't having fun with it. I don't see the appeal, but that's fine. It just doesn't mesh with me. I can, you know, tip my hat to it, walk away. But what rescued me at the end of the week was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I bought it, started playing it. I think I'm like four hours in. Uh, it's enjoyable. I, I'm not, that's not typically my genre. I don't love cutesy platformer games, uh, though this one's not strictly platforming because the shooting mechanics and whatnot, but uh, it does showcase the PS5 fairly well. Uh, it looks good. This is the one game that looks so good that I don't care about 60 frames a second. I left it on fidelity mode and I haven't done that for any PS5 games yet. It's just, there's such a difference when you drop from fidelity that I'm like, Oh, but it's fur in like the full actual 4k or the fur K as <laughs> so we're going to steal from, uh, Oh, what was the other it's crash bandicoot? Um, so anyway, yeah, it looks amazing. It runs. And it, that's the other thing in fidelity mode. Yes. It's 30 frames per second, but Holy shit. Is it smooth 30? Like I, I have not really seen any dips. So like, that's where I'm, I think why I'm comfortable leaving it at 30. Um, and yeah, you can still play through. I have no issues getting around, having a good time with the 30 frames. So ray tracing is great. Uh, I'm not far enough to really tell you how, what I think about the story, but so far it's got me like, I like rivet. She seems fine. Uh, so far, most of the mechanics work, not all the guns, but a lot of them are, I'm starting to like understand, unlock and, you know, upgrade. So we'll see how I feel about it. But so far I'm I'm very, fairly positive. You know, it's got fast loading. This game, from what I have played, it tells me that, yes, absolutely, games that are going on previous gens are going to be held back just playing this one. Mm. Uh, you you can just, there's a difference just right away. Um, but anyway, I'll keep it short and sweet. That's about it, I think, for me. So anyway, before we get into the E3 stuff, we're finished with the week. Uh, I just want to address one thing I've been hearing uh, from multiple sources that there are, uh, apparently, uh, I have, people have unbridged with my opinion of uh, Xbox Game Pass and, or I guess PC Game Pass, whatever. Uh, so anyway, I've heard about it. 
I feel like I somewhat owe an apology because I, I, I clearly fail to state that when I'm go hard on Game Pass, it's not because Game Pass is bad for you, the consumer. It is strictly me seeing people bring up that like, well, PlayStation needs to compete. PlayStation needs a Game Pass. PlayStation, what is PlayStation, you know, going to do to have the similar service? And basically the reason I crap on Game Pass is because I don't, I'm trying to show reasons why Sony shouldn't do this because they are a successful gaming platform that sells, you know, if we're going PS4, it's three to one. If we're going to PS5, it seems it's two to one. Why? Like, I just don't think they need to do it. And it's for those reasons. The reason Xbox is so friendly to consumers right now is because they're so behind. They are so behind. They don't have any gate. Like, and like, I, this is just a strong take, but in the last, I'd say two console generations, I don't think they've had a single game that really like showcases anything. You know, you could say Gears 5 looks great and runs great. I'm not saying that's an impossibility, but I just, I wouldn't say Gears 5 stacks up to a Last of Us Part 2. I don't think it stacks up to a God of War. Uh, like, you know, I don't like Horizon, but there's some people that I know that would die on that hill for Horizon Zero Dawn. There's, you know, Spider-Man. I, I just... Uncharted. I, I don't think they... Yeah, Uncharted. Ratchet and Clank now. Uh, you know, Demon Souls, Bloodborne. There's just so much that me and you can just... Ghost of Tsushima. Like, me and you love that. That was our game of the year. I just think there's so many games that we can throw out like that that Xbox can't. And then on top of that, there's sales are just so far behind. So they need to be consumer friendly to stay relevant. Because the one thing I'll say here, and it, it comes off a little strong, but I'm just telling you from a numbers statistics standpoint here that if this was Nintendo, which it was, uh, I believe, before the Switch came out, we heard numerous rumors that Nintendo was almost out of the game. You know, the Wii, though it initially looked like a successful console because of the gimmick, it did really well at first and then just you know, it plateaued and basically they weren't getting any sales from the games. The The consoles died hard. Then you had the Wii U did do well at all either. And then that's when we started hearing the rumors. Like if switch, basically it sounded like if switch didn't perform, they were going to be out of the, like, you know, the console market. If Microsoft didn't have daddy's credit card, which I always refer to as like, you know, the software Microsoft side, if they didn't have, access to daddy's piggy bank i don't think they'd be making consoles right now anymore i, I think they would probably just be a software you know kind of like what sega is now well, sound based on some of the things that we've heard that's coming it sounds like they might get rid of the console altogether and then that, that's my thing i'm not trying to come out and say microsoft's bad you should hate microsoft my thing is like you need to understand that they're only consumer friendly right now because it is literally all they have <laughs> right now is they need people's good faith to keep going as is. So every time, you know, you want to come out and be like, oh, but Games Pass is really good for me, the consumer. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like where was good for the consumer when Xbox, you know, 360 initially came out? I think we've discussed this before. You know, they're the ones that did a lot of things that were anti-consumer at first, in my opinion. Even Xbox One forcing you to buy Connect at launch for $100 additionally for something that failed utterly and didn't manage to make it what what a year past launch they're the ones you started the xbox uh ha, um what the hell's their past membership or whatever so that you xbox had gold yeah or... they're the ones you started xbox gold to, so that you had to have that to play multiplayer 
PlayStation yeah, jumped exactly. on that board afterwards, but yeah, Xbox when they were started. like, "Oh, we can just get more free money yeah. <laughs> as well," right? Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing, and like, so it's not that I'm saying Game Pass is bad and you shouldn't have it because it's a value to you. Like, definitely get it if it's a value to you. I just come from a from a standpoint that like I don't want Sony to mimic it because it's just going to be bad for them. And like, would it be good from people being like, "Oh, Sony is like doing me a favor"? Okay, I guess if they need that but personally on a business side i just don't see it working out and i don't think they need to even get close to it i well we i don't i don't think we know their sales figures better than microsoft right so you could you just know they're doing well based on the games they're selling and all that kind of stuff so well and i mean you just like you know we look at it and it's like okay they got 20 million subscribers but it's like we've been talking more about it recently too and like i'm starting to understand a little bit about their system more and I have one friend, you know, I brought up to you as well. And he basically told me, like, he wasn't a big Xbox fan, but he's got both of the next-gen consoles. So he, he's he finally jumped on. And, yeah, he's got apparently enough points <laughs> just from, like, certain purchases that he's got three years of Xbox for a Game Pass for free. So I'm like, where's the money coming from? And then, you know, we talk about this in other platforms, but I don't think we've brought it up here. Uh, the, you know, Netflix always talks about password sharing well does xbox as well you know or is it locked to just your account like i don't know how that works but can someone lie and say they're using that account like i would be interested in that as well i might know there is like family passes because i know okay my one buddy he plays he can play one game on this pc while his son's playing or family members playing on the console and they can both play at the same time even with each other And then there's just people smart like you that get it and you paid a dollar for three months. Yeah. And then you could cancel and wait for the next sale. Yep. But um, yeah, so we can go from there. That's just my viewpoint. If you're offended that I was like coming off upset about Game Pass, it's not that I don't think it's worth your time or money. It's just from my perspective of like why I wouldn't want Sony to try to mimic that whatsoever. Uh, So yeah, I apologize if I didn't make that clear. I'm just coming from a business perspective uh if you have game pass i'm not telling you you're a horrible person <laughs> uh so anyway we can kind of move on from there and also while we're just talking about it we can kind of poke fun at uh what was going to be article five uh phil throwing shade this one comes from ign and basically uh in a couple announcements before e3 because i guess microsoft had a lot of show not a lot of time to talk about you know new investments and so on um apparently phil spencer threw some shade at Sony and directly in the relation to how Sony is releasing PC games, uh, which, you know, Curtis won't play. (laughs) And uh, so anyway, he went on and he said the only platform shipping games on console, PC and cloud simultaneously uh, is Xbox. And uh, so he continued to go with others, bring console games to PCs years later. He says others, but we know it's PlayStation. Not only making people buy their hardware up front, but then charging them a second time to play on PC. And of course, all of our games are in a, our subscription service day one, full cross-platform included. Um, so for me, I don't know if this is 100% fair, Spencer, kind of comparing Xbox. When it's like, okay, yes, you're Xbox, but who are you owned by? You're owned by Microsoft. What yeah. does Microsoft do? PC. So it's like, you're you're kind of like, you know, helping yourself when you're already, you know, most people where you, what 
operating system are you using if you're playing PC games, right? Yeah. I, I would have to say it's got to be 9 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 9 out of 10 Mac. Uh, so it just seems like, though it doesn't help them financially, like I'm not saying that's the only point they do this. It's just, again, Microsoft has to do everything right to try to keep relevant right now, to try to keep people interested in, and invested more than anything where PlayStation doesn't need to do this. And they're showing it like Horizon had good sales on PC. So it didn't matter that it came out three years later or whatever the case was. And I don't think Sony's PC structures where it is today. I don't think it's like well, their final plan. It's non-existent because right now they're giving the games to Steam to put on there, right? Yeah. So right now, like they don't, if I guess, yeah, PlayStation could come up with their own Windows interface uh, app that you would run like just like Steam. And if you purchase the game on that app, you would be able to play it on the PC or on your console. They could go that route, but that, that takes time. That's not something like Microsoft and Windows, like they, it's easy for them to make that transition with the Xbox apps. Uh, it just makes more sense. It's not like they could flip a switch and it all of a sudden just starts working. Well, not to mention too, like it's like, okay, great that Phil's saying this now, but even just last console generation, it wasn't always, you know, simultaneous launch between PC and Xbox. There's quite a few Gears of Wars that aren't on PC. There's how many Halos aren't even on PC. I just, you know, it's kind of weird that he's throwing shade like this when they only started committing to like the simultaneous launch when Xbox <laughs> started becoming non-relevant. I, you know, it's kind of like, oh, geez, like, ah. I don't know. <laughs> that one's like, that one just kind of bugs me uh, more than it probably should. It's not like he came out directly swinging, right? No, but the, uh, the, the two companies like to poke jest at each other. So I just feel like, too, I think I put this <laughs> in a comment, but I said Microsoft also the only gaming platform that is owned by a computer operating system, you know, <laughs> like, so it's like, yeah, your games are on BC. It's like, who would be kind of surprised about mm -hmm. that? Um, but whatever, we can move on. Let's get to the fun stuff. Cause what is it? It's E3 is currently happening right now. As we're recording, we're definitely recording much later than we normally would be recording, uh, because we want to get some of the good E3 yummy, yummy news in here. Uh, so I say we just get into it. Chris is going to be the host from this point on. I think he's the most, uh, satiated with E3's info. So I'm just going to let him kind of tackle it and, uh, I'll just be here to chime in when I need to. Yeah, so we'll just start with the very first showcase. Uh, it was the UB Forward event. Um, did you get a chance to watch this one? Or did you just kind of skim through it? Ah, highlights. All highlights. Highlights. Ubisoft is... They're always going to be a part of my life. I, I mean, I've put a lot of hours of my life into their games. But, like, they also, especially lately, have been really dropping the ball. Mm -hmm. So I just... I. Going in blind, not knowing anything, I had a very strong feeling we weren't going to get anything of major consequence here. And looking at this list right now, I feel like I was right. <laughs> I feel like I was right. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I could point out about the whole E3 event this year that's kind of interesting is since it's, you know, everybody's watching it from their homes and everything, I find the shows are a lot more condensed. There's less of the fluff during the shows. Yes. You don't have a 10 minute song being done on stage for the last of us <laughs> was that the was that the sushima flute too Didn't oh that one too yeah a, yeah oh i mean that stuff's nice but obviously if you're in person they're better 
but I mean, it's just you get straight up just trailer after trailer. <laughs> you get the occasional interview or, you know, with some of the developers on some of the bigger titles. But let's jump right into Ubisoft. Um, so it started with the Rainbow Six Extraction trailer. Um, pretty much looks like it's using the same engines and everything as usual. Uh, it's a three player co-op versus aliens. Uh it's kind of interesting because I think it, if I remembering correctly, this is going to be for everything because this has just happened. So it's not it's kind of fresh in my memory, my memory, but not all 100 percent stuck. Um, I think it's got like a, a system where it's like if your character like dies, you can lose that loot. I believe it has like it's kind of like a roguelike aspect. And there's like harder missions where you have to unlock some of the characters that have been captured by the aliens or something. It looks fine. I, I'm I'm the only thing I'm a little kind of eh with is like if they're gonna charge full price for this game, that seems a little much. Like there's not. It's pretty much. It feels like it should just be an addition to like siege. Like it feels something. It seemed like pay thirty dollars, then you get extraction mode. That's what it felt like when I was watching it because it didn't look like it was like revolutionizing the wheel or anything. Honestly, my first impression of this was. Oh, okay. I can't. I, I might be wrong here, so you can help me out because you're a Call of Duty guy. But ah, uh, it's not. Is it Treyarch that does the zombies mode? I think so. Yes. Okay. And Infinity War. I remember there was a year where Treyarch did a zombies. Infinity War at the time didn't want to like copy zombies, so they did an alien version of zombies. That's what this reminds me of. <laughs> is I'm like, oh, they saw Call of Duty's alien zombie mode whatever you want to call it and then they were like they did do that yeah, yeah. we could just do that in extraction obviously it sounds like it's got a little more to it like yeah it's not just a, yeah. co- a copy and paste but it definitely feels like it was inspired yes by i'm that. curious what the price tag is gonna be on this one after that uh they announced rocksmith plus um which i guess in combination with an app you can download on your phone you can legit learn how to play music um with your own instruments so the the app will have a microphone that will listen to you playing and it'll actually on the tv i guess will tell you what notes you're playing and if you're hit you can load preload songs and have it go i think you can play with you at the same time that type of thing like it's pretty impressive like um it looks honestly this is probably (laughs) sadly to say this might be the coolest thing i think i i saw uh, I just think it's actually helpful and beneficial yeah. to people around the world. Like even people like me that have fat, stupid fingers <laughs> that hate guitar strings. Apparently, yeah. uh, this would have been amazing to like young Steve, 12, 14 years ago when I actually was trying to learn guitar <laughs> and utterly gave up through yeah. my lack of success. Uh, that would have been yeah amazing to have. I also just love the idea of like your TV, like you're trying to play. And it's like wrong, wrong. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> go home. <laughs> just go like, further yeah, home. I'm like, it's like having a second mom. <laughs> uh, after that, we got a trailer for uh, Riders Republic, which apparently isn't out. I thought it was already out. Is this game not out? No. Apparently, I it's still just- coming. Was the, the my uh, uh, reaction to that trailer was Riders Republic still coming. Uh, after Riders Republic, we got uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, they're just talking about the next season um, and how they're listening to the community and applying quality of life upgrades and all that kind of stuff. 
Nothing more from that, as far as I noticed. Uh, right after Siege, we got Just Dance. I don't know if it was actually a sequel. I kind of zone out when I see Just Dance stuff. So I don't know if it's just more songs or something. But I, you can always expect more Just Dance. Have at it. There's definitely dancing involved. Yes, there's definitely dancing. I can confirm. Uh, one interesting thing for fans of Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla... Uh, we got another expansion that's in the works, uh, Siege of Paris expansion, which is, I don't think it had a date uh, as far as I recall, uh, but it looked interesting. Plus, uh, like I said, kind of with the Siege, they're doing quality of life stuff. They're going to be actually working on the game for another year, uh, which is always nice to know that they aren't haven't fully abandoned it yet. Um, they're still they're making money from that. it. <laughs> You're just not going to get a cheap, you know... Although Odyssey was a good game, it was basically, you know, exactly Origins with a new skin, yeah. a fresh coat of paint, but it's very rushed. And, you know, there were still significant changes like, you know, uh, I think it was the first time you could choose your gender, first time you could make decisions in the dialogue. But other than that, really, it was fairly similar. Okay. Uh, then we they went from the game side and went to talk about their TV movie area. Uh, they just kind of said, hey, the Mythic Quest season finale is coming up soon. Uh, I don't think either you or I have watched that one. It just feels like, hey, guys, like this still exists, by the way. And I'm like, yeah, I don't a care. Reminder. Um, then they also announced a new movie, uh, Werewolves Within. Apparently, it's based on a game. I don't know if the game was called Werewolves Within. It does not ring a bell to me. I didn't. It's not a VR game. You basically sit in a campfire circle and almost like Among Us, you're trying to figure out which one to use the werewolf. Oh, Werewolves Within. It it actually looked kind of good. It like it didn't look too bad. Like it had uh, some comedic actors. It looks like it's going to be more of a like a comedy type of movie. So I tend to like those. Uh, especially I'm a sucker for werewolves. Yeah, anything werewolf, but I am not a sucker for Apple Plus TV or whatever it's called. So I probably won't be watching this. Right after that, they went into their Far Cry. Uh, I guess that's probably their big hook this year is Far Cry 6. Um, they had kind of a monologue with the main villain, which was pretty good. Uh, and then after that, uh, they didn't show too much different from the game other than that monologue. But uh, it looks good. I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, they did announce a season pass that's going to you're going to be able to somehow play as all the villains from the previous games. I, it's like something you you be inside their it, heads or something. Yeah, it's like it seems like you're dreaming playing them in a, in their own fever dreams. Yes, from like you know that revolve around their mental issues. Yes. I would almost say. Yeah, it, it could be interesting. It, it, I mean, it's it's DLC. If it's free, then fine, whatever. But like, yeah. I wouldn't pay for that. I don't think it's going to be free because I think they said it was something to do with their season pass. So, well, then I'm not paying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're almost at the end for them. Uh, they talked about the Mario Rabbids uh, thing. Uh, Sparks of Hope, I believe it's called. I didn't notice yeah. if there was a release date for it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in it just because I like um, well, tactical games. No. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> You're not interested enough. Not interested enough. But I like tactical games, and this is a Mario Rabbids tactical sort of combat game. So if you like that style of game, this one's probably up your alley. I do like that style, but like Steve said, not enough to go and get a Switch. Uh, yeah, let's get into the game of the show. The game of opinion. the show. The in my surprise. opinion, this one came out of nowhere. Yes, 
boom. We got hit with a, a cinematic trailer, which looked really good. Uh, and actually looked like it could have transitioned right into gameplay. That's how good it looked. Um, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Uh, we got a release date of 2022, which is surprising because we hadn't heard of anything before this. I do feel like we did a, get a leak or somebody teased or found news about this at some point because this doesn't feel like a huge surprise, but it, it looked really good. Um, I was kind of impressed. I'm like, this is a Ubisoft game? What? What? Uh, it sounds like they've been working on it for quite a while already, so it did look good. I'm trying to figure out, like, this is one of those games that we've known about for years, but I would really like to know. First announced February 2017. Ah. I knew it. I knew we've known about this game forever, so that, I think, is why I'm so surprised, because I had... <laughs> all four years to forget it existed yes. uh so i was very surprised when it came up i'm one of the people that i know it's easy to like you know be crappy towards avatar movies i know a lot of people that are like oh it's just pocahontas with aliens whatever fine i still had a good good time watching it like you know I i'm not watching it as if it's some it's not on the caliber of like the shining or 2001 space odyssey i you know I, that's not what i was expecting from it it's just it has atmosphere i like its fantasy aspects slash sci-fi you know tones whatever i had a good time with it so like the game it could be good i again this trailer doesn't show me enough to understand what it's going to look like what it's going to play like but you have my attention yeah what was the line from uh that movie we both may have liked Django where it's like you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the uh, Ubisoft show. Um, yeah. Let's go into the rating of the show. I have come up with my ratings and my rating system for this E3. So I'm going to go with a very simple rating for the first one. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. It uh, based on the, eight games i think they kind of showed and only like two of them or three of them four of them maybe are new i was interested in about two or three of them like the avatar seems interesting far cry i'm probably going to get that one for sure uh valhalla expansion i'm probably gonna get that at some point cj jump in every once in a while so it, it was mildly entertaining there wasn't any the show the show itself wasn't filled with a whole bunch of fluff, so it was, it was just there and done type thing. So I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I'm going to say 3 out of 5. I just... Okay. Or so 6 out so of 6 10. 6 out of 10? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did you Times give it? Two, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Oh, wow. We're the same. Yeah. I just totally ignored yours because I was trying to do my You're own. You were trying to come up with your mind. Yeah. We'll move right on to a much shorter... Uh, a showcase of a show uh the gearbox one i know you're not huge into this one so we'll go through this one pretty quick um yeah. the first big announcement i guess from them now i like i said i was kind of mildly paying attention to this one it wasn't overly excited for anything that i thought they were going to talk about but there is tina tiny's wonderlands uh i believe it's a standalone or it's a spin-off of Borderlands series. Yeah. I don't know if T Tiny Tina is a character from Borderlands. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, it must be the more recent Borderlands because I haven't played that one. Um, but um, I assume the fans of Borderlands are going to enjoy this one. Yep. Why wouldn't yeah, you? It's, I think it's supposed to be, again, another weird fever dream where she's not even tiny anymore in this game. And it's more 
like magical. So it might be going on in her head. I'm not sure what the story is going to be there, but it almost seems like you've got Borderlands guns meet magic and like sorcery and dragons. So if you like that kind of stuff, you know, go to town. And if I don't mention a release date, it could have one, but I might not have paid attention or heard what it was. So if you're curious about it, you go go look that up. Uh, after that, there was a trailer for Tribes of Midgard. Um, this one kind of interests me because I like RTS style games. And this one sort of had a combination of RTS, not maybe not full RTS, but it's Diablo-like. Um, but then it had a crafting system and it sound, looked like you had your own village or settlement. It looked kind of interesting. It's probably the one thing that I was most interested in, about in the show. Uh, did you watch this one? You probably didn't watch this one. I did not. Yeah. It looked okay. Uh, we got Godfall DLC, which um, I forgot Godfall was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, and that, I mean, technically, that that's kind of a big one, but uh, it sounds like we're going to be getting another expansion or DLC. I, it seemed kind of expansion-like, but... And it's getting a downgrade, don't forget. It's coming to PS4. Yes, they're going to downgrade it to the PS4, so you're going to have forward compatibility. I think we tried to na- <laughs> we tried to name this before, but it wasn't successful. Uh, throughout the show, they talked about uh, a game called Homeworld. Uh, I was not familiar with that game. Apparently, Homeworld 1 and 2 go back, I don't know, 20 years or so, probably longer, uh, to back to PC days. Uh, I'm not familiar with the game, uh, but it seemed like they were really excited to say that they're having a Homeworld 3 game, which apparently is supposed to be a prequel in the series of the games. But obviously, it's going to be new and optimized for current world gaming. Um, it seemed okay, but I don't think they showed too much about it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, another big thing, which was almost annoying uh, to point out in the whole thing. Multiple times, they kept going back to Randy. And he's wandering around the set of Borderlands, talking to people and making jokes. And I, whatever. They're filming the Borderlands movie. Um, they got a lot of big names, which is very impressive. Like a lot of big names. Um, I th- it's probably going to be a, a pretty good movie. Uh, Eli Roth, I think, is directing it. So that's pretty much the uh, the whole Gearbox show. Uh, let's go into our ratings. Uh, two, two out of five. Two out of five. Well, I was giving it two yeah. out of five stars this time. Okay. Well, I'm giving it two out of five loaves of bread. Loaves of bread. Because <laughs> my whole dog kind of looks like a little <laughs> white. No. Actually, yeah, whole wheat because okay. it's just less flavorful in your mouth. Uh, the reason I'm going so low was the Randy thing was kind of just annoying, to be honest. Uh, they could have just done like a Borderlands trailer or maybe just sneak peeks or behind the scenes, not behind behind the scenes where he's wandering around bugging people. Um, but it, whatever. It is what it is. The tribes one looks interesting. My score is because I would not play any of these and will not probably play any of these. So the two points they did get was A, because they showed up, they got a point, and B, because they spelled their name right. So that's the reason they got two points. <laughs> okay. On to the big one, I guess. The Microsoft Xbox Bethesda Showcase. So we're gonna, I'm going to go through this list uh, based off of what came out first. Uh, so we'll start at the beginning. The big announcement. The one that everyone rose to their feet and started cheering for. We got a trailer, cinematic trailer for Starfield. It didn't show much. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I don't 
know where this hype is getting built up from. People I, like yeah, I, I think it's just a lack of anything to be. I hyped think for. that's what it is with uh, Xbox people is they they build things up. Uh, I I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying they showed us absolutely nothing. It was a cinematic yeah. trailer. They show the ship. They show the guy or the girl. I can't remember sitting in the chair of the ship. They show the ship start, and I think that's pretty much all they showed. So I'm actually a little surprised that the game's release date is November 11th, 2022. But because it's November 11th, 2022, I fully expect this thing to get pushed. <laughs> because that's, yeah. that's too far. <laughs> that's a 2023-ass 20, game, if you ask me. Uh, with Especially with how little you have to show for it. Yeah. Like No gameplay. I just... Yeah, I have a hard time. Not... Mind you, like a lot of games are holding back more until closer to launch so i'm not saying it's an impossibility but just being holiday season i mean we've seen all the time it's even like me being skeptical that horizon forbidden west is coming out you know holiday 2021 i just think that's a 22 placeholder ass game right yeah so i could see the same thing happening here especially with the lot like i don't know like do, do any of us know what the hell that game's about right now base <laughs> you know <laughs> moving on uh, we we got a really good gameplay trailer of Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Um, it was pretty good. I think the first Stalker, I, I had it on PC. I don't know if it actually ever did come to Xbox. Uh, that might be something worth looking at. But um, the second one, it looks like it's going to be, an, I guess, first launch on Xbox and PC. It does, we did dig in a little bit for it, and it does appear that it will be coming for PlayStation. I believe, Steve, you said it might be a three-month delay or something. It sounds like a three-month time exclusive. Yeah, three-month exclusive for the Xbox side of things. It did look really good. The graphics looked amazing. Um, the anomalies, the creatures. It just looks like it'd be an interesting experience. Uh, I know when I played the first one, my computer couldn't handle it. Uh, it was in that stage of my computer's not quite good enough to play these good games, so... Uh, but I do remember playing it a little bit, and it was interesting, and I remember the anomalies being kind of cool and unique. So, it's very similar to the Metro games. Uh, technically, this one came first. Um, but if you want had it to compare it to anything, it'd probably be the Metro games. Yeah, I don't know. This uh, Maybe it's slightly a spoiler, but this might be my game of this show. Um, I think it's the only one that I'm somewhat interested in, uh, which is also why I'm partially relieved that at the, like we found out it's only a three month exclusivity so i can look forward to this and who knows it, it's very metro like i don't know if you already said that yeah uh, I did. okay so then i i kind of feel like i'm copying there but that's what it kind of sounds like to me and i didn't play those games so maybe i'll never even come to this game whatever but it does look good i'll give it that so tip of the hat yay right after that we got a back for blood trailer uh they should have not I don't think it was gameplay. It was more of a spectator camera angle type thing. And they showed a, uh, a game mode that's going to be player versus zombie mode where some players will control the zombies or the boss-like creatures and play against other players. Kind of like the versus mode uh, in the original Left 4 Deads, which is no surprise there. Uh, and then we got a release date of October 12th uh, for Back for Blood. So I think we're going to hear more about that in the WB showcase, I would assume, because I believe it was actually titled Back for Blood which probably is actually happening right now as we speak. Um, I don't have any interest in this. I'm not a Left 4 Dead fan. In fact, I'm one of the most adamant people about how I thought Left 4 Dead was a bad game. 
Uh, and I just think any group of people in the world would still look down the sights of their gun. I will die on this hill that not being able to aim your gun in any game, it just seems like the dumbest thing. Like, who does not know, like, well, I should probably try to accurately hit something with this and not just go wild spray. <laughs> so after Back for Blood, uh, we got a cinematic trailer, did not show much of a game called Contraband. Uh, it's from the developers of a uh, the Just Cause series. Uh, I enjoy the Just Cause series. Uh, I will admit this one did pique my interest, but it didn't show much. Uh, the most that we can get is a, I believe it's going to be a co-op game that's going to be open world, and it's going to have something to do with stealing things. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's possibly going to be an Xbox exclusive, I believe, if I recall. Um, I think, that, yeah, that one is. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully we'll see it on PC for the people who don't have Xboxes. Shortly after that, we just got a couple of updates. One fun trailer for Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life. Uh, Jack Sparrow is going to be joining the cast of Sea of Thieves. <laughs> uh, it looked hilarious. Uh, obviously, anything with Jack Sparrow. I assume it's not him doing the voice. Um, probably someone who could do it like very similar. But uh, it looks interesting. It sounds like they're going to be adding a good amount of content to the game. I think something was thrown around where they actually mentioned the word story. Uh, so uh, story mode in Sea of Thieves, um, that piques my interest a lot more. I'm going to say that. I just I just hope, like, I have no interest in Sea of Thieves. Like, it's just not my type of game. It's fine. I never played it, probably never will play it. You know, if this is more content for people that feel very strong about this game, then good for them. You know, I'm glad. Uh, hopefully it's good. Uh, after that one, we got a announcement that Yakuza Like a Dragon is now on Game Pass. So I'm glad I spent that dollar because I might actually try it if I can find time. <laughs> so much uh. stuff going on. Uh, one of the big ones that's not going to be exclusive for Xbox, uh, Battlefield 2042. Uh, it looked okay. I'm not a big Battlefield guy. It's probably one of the least that I play of, of those first-person genre shooter type games. Um, there was some cool interesting they had like a tornado dirt storm that was uh, affecting the environment um, it looks like there's going to be more things where like the maps are going to be they're going to change as you play them like the environment's going to move around or something's going to cause changes to the environment while playing so that kind of seemed interesting to me uh, another thing that I'm not familiar with maybe you could tell me um, it looked like you can customize your gun just on a whim. Uh, yeah, that is apparently a feature in this one. That is yes. a new one? Okay, I wasn't sure if that was yeah. something you could do in the old ones, but that looked pretty cool because they show a scene where he gets in the elevator and he starts tweaking his scopes and adjusting things. So that was kind of That's neat. really cool. Yeah, that... I, I'm a Battlefield guy. Like, I, I don't want to say, like, die hard, but, like, I used to be Call of Duty like yourself, then Call of Duty very much leaned into, like, the arcade shenanigans of like stupid crap like quick scoping and i felt like they really leaned into like their popularity but then they didn't want teeny kids that didn't know how to aim guns to feel excluded and not like they couldn't keep up so then they started almost like cheesing and making everything like a one-hit kill you know like i remember specifically i think the thing that burnt me inside was uh if it, i think it was black ops 2 where there was like bouncing betty's but then they literally allowed you, if you were running to place a bouncing Betty, you'd actually just toss it like a Frisbee of death. And that'd just be like cheap way of getting like a, a kill. And I'm like, okay. And that kind of turned me off slowly to like stop playing Call of Duties. And so I switched to Battlefields and I do love, you know, 
it's a little more realistic. I do like the sniping. You know, you can't quick scope with Battlefield. Good luck with that. There's actual bullet drop. <laughs> Have a good time. Uh, stuff like that. The, the massiveness, I don't know. And even the environmental stuff. I think we've seen that in Battlefield 4. Where I'm excited is, yeah, we're going back. Well, we're going to the future for once. But uh, I'm, I'm good with anything modern day and up. I just don't like going to, you know, World Wars. I think I talk about that all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going the right direction for me. Though, you know, we did also find out there's no single player story in this game. So is that worth, you know, a $70 price tag to you? I guess it's going to be, you know, uh, something that the buyer's going to have to figure out for themselves. Yeah. Uh, after the Battlefield trailer, we got a trailer for a game I think both of us are interested in called 12 Minutes. Uh, it's got some big actors in the game. Uh, essentially, the, it's, the game's been announced before. This isn't anything mm -hmm. new. Um, people, I guess you're a, a dude who's stuck in a 12-minute time loop or something. Uh, it looks interesting, top sort of top-down view of your house, kind of at an angle, I guess. And you're just, I guess, trying to get out of this time loop. It looked really interesting. Um, I don't think anything new was shown. The big thing that was announced is we actually have a release date of August 19th. So I think you and I'm I are excited. both excited for this one. Maybe this is one that we can actually, one of us buys it. We can just take turns or something. Unless, unless the game evolves where it's like maybe things you carry, it's through the time loop or something. I don't know how that's going to work. All I know is give me more Willem Dafoe. Dafoe! I mean, he was the only reason that uh, Beyond Two Souls was even, you know, bearable. Yeah. Uh, big announcement for Xbox. Uh, Psychonauts 2. Uh, we got a release date of August 25th for that one. I never played the first one. I know there's, I think, a pretty big cult following for this uh, series, so... Uh, I think this is a big one that would probably make X Xbox fans excited for this one. I don't know. Do you know, mu yeah, do you know much no about interest, this one? And I never played the first one either. Uh, again, not my typical genre, um, but good, I guess. Yeah, it's probably a bit. It's a, I it's a big right. win, like, I, I think, for Xbox. Yeah, like, I do know that there's people that like the original a lot. Um, after that, we got an announcement of 10 more Bethesda games are coming to Game Pass. Looks like more of the older ones, some fall, uh, Fallout uh, games, uh, a couple other ones. I don't know. I didn't pay attention. But more Bethesda games are going on there. I think the big one was Doom Eternal. I think that one was coming. Um, then we got an announcement for Fallout 76 DLC. Uh, I believe, I don't know if this one's currently out, the Steel Rain DLC, or if that one's still coming. I didn't catch the date or if it was out. Uh, and then another one that's going to be called The Pit. Uh, it looks like Steel Rain's going to have more to do with uh, the Brotherhood, um, so that's probably that they're the more interesting people within the that genre of the Fallout uh, series, anyway. Uh, so that should be a good one. Uh, another exclusive that was announced after that was Party Animals. This one was interesting to me. <laughs> it's not going to be out till 2022. But the first thing that came to mind watching this one was the Humans Fall Flat game. Uh, just the physics of how your body moves and how you can grab things. Uh, it pretty much looked like the same thing, but you all play as goofy-looking animal creatures. And I don't know if it's Battle Royale. It looks like you fight each other or push each other off ledges type of thing. Um, I'm sure it'll be interesting, but I, yeah, this, this would be a pass for me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How about you? <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to play uh, with some party animals? No, I I didn't play Fall Guys and 
I don't know. I won't play this. So. Yeah. Oh, it's exclusive, so you're going to be able to dodge this one pretty easily. Sweet. Uh, we get into a couple... Well, I guess they, they split up their games pretty differently. Like, they jump all over the place. This one's more of an indie title to me uh, called Somerville. This one's coming out in 2022. The main thing I pointed note was that this was a side-scroller kind of in a 3D environment. It looked sci-fi because they had these weird, like, weird mystical objects falling from the sky, spearing into the ground. Uh, and it looks like you're trying to escape an attack, maybe from these aliens with your family. Uh, it looked interesting. Uh, the art style looked pretty interesting to me, but it's 2022. It's what I would consider an indie title. Tell me about the indie title when it actually comes out in 2022. Moving on, the other big announcement right in the middle of the show was Halo Infinite. Um, they didn't, I guess they showed a, yeah, they showed some gameplay. It was more of the multiplayer gameplay, which apparently multiplayer is going to be free. So that's good for anybody who's uh, more, because there's probably people who are more interested in just the multiplayer than they even care about the story. But yeah, regardless, on Game Pass, it's pretty much free anyway. So uh, this game will be coming out apparently holiday uh, 2021. Uh, I'm a little sus of them saying just holiday 2021. I feel like uh, that's typically that placeholder that we see a lot. Uh, yeah. And then it well, usually same argument pushed. like I brought up before Horizons uh, Forbidden West. You know, I'm just like you, sus that that's going to make it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, well, but again, r- r- like we need to remind ourselves this game was already delayed a whole year. Yeah, this one. Like, it might hit it. It was supposed to be console, console launch title uh, and it's been pushed so far. But I mean, that happened with uh, Halo 3 as well. I remember somebody pointing out that it didn't, I think Halo 3 didn't come out till two years after the system came out. So uh, I'm sure fans are excited for that one. I mean, it's Halo. You know what you're going to get. It's going to be a decent time. Uh, they then moved on after that to Diablo 2, the, what are they calling it now? The remaster. It's not remaster. Oh. Re- re- resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Diablo 2 Resurrection. They got uh, a date of when it's going to come to the system, September 23rd. That's definitely not going to be exclusive, but they wanted to showcase it anyway. Then we had a really jarring trailer that was really skipping. It wasn't just me because people in chat were like, what the heck's going on? Um, It's a Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, It's only announcement, really cinematic trailer. It was really buggy when that trailer came on. I don't know what was going on. But that's not coming until 2022. I'm kind of excited for that one. I like the first Plague Tale game. Um, yeah, I never played the first one. Yeah, so. it, it was the story was unique and the the concept was really interesting. So, um, moving on, um, lots of games, lots of games. Gotta go through them. Okay, uh, we got a uh, trailer for Far Cry Six. Didn't really show anything new other than hey, it's coming to Xbox. Moving on from that one, uh, we got Slime Rancher 2, uh, which is going to be coming out in 2022. I didn't know there was a Slime Rancher 1. Slime Rancher is a first-person life simulation adventure video game developed and published by American India studio Monomi Park. And the game was released as an early access title in January 2016 with an official release on Windows, Mac, Linux, and Xbox One on August 1st, 2017. So I, I, one of the hosts of the, the show was excited about it. It's like, you can capture different slimes and have them breed into other slimes. And I, I don't know. Sounds like bug, uh, bug snacks meets uh, Pikmin. Yeah, I'd just rather yeah. play like a farming simulator or something. 
After that, we got a uh, sports uh, trailer for a game called Shredders. Uh, looks like it's a snowboarding uh, game. Uh, don't know what how much to really talk about. It, it's snowboarding. Uh, it looks like it's multiplayer. Um, I'm sh- well, multiplayer online anyway. I don't think I had co-op or anything. They didn't really show too much. It was just a lot of snowboarding. Apparently, that's coming out in December. That's a good time for a snowboarding game. Yeah. Uh, then this trailer really grabbed me by the neck and was shaking me around. Uh, Atomic Heart. It. I don't know how to explain it. There's lots of robots, first-person view. Uh, looks like you can control metal, so you got magneto powers. Um, I don't know. The trailer was a mess, but it was like, I'm interested in whatever this mess is. I want to see what this is about. Apparently, it's coming out 2021. Uh, did you, you watch this one? I heard you watching it. Yeah, it didn't interest me. It seems like another solid double-A title, which is fine. Um, I think it's going to be for the people that it's for, but... Nothing I saw really spoke to me, but uh, the Magneto power is like cool, you know. Continuing on, we're getting there. Uh, we got a trailer for Replaced. It's a side-scroller, post-apocalyptic. It, I, I didn't want to say cyberpunk because it, it, I don't think it was like cyberpunk style, but it, it could be interesting. It looked like an indie title. It, it looked visually appealing. Uh, I, I know there's still a big fan base for side-scrolling games, so. I will skip past your comments on this one because I know you would not even pay attention to this one. Uh, Moving on, we got uh, a grounded update. Uh, Looks like they're going to be adding more content to the game. Uh, This was another one of those situations where they're listening to fans and uh, their community and trying to add features that people are asking for. Uh, One was like pets. Apparently sitting is something that people asked for. Uh, And then... I don't know. It's it's Honey Shrunk the Kids, which is kind of cool. Like th- this is one of the indie ones that I'd actually try. Yeah. No, I I, I think I, a couple of my buddies did try this one. They, they played it briefly, maybe for like a week or something. So I I don't. Oh wait, it's out. Oh, Grounded's been out for a while. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, good for you, Grounded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. You go get them. It's been out for a while. This is just more of a content update. So. Um. Continuing on. I keep saying continuing on. I should just continue on. Among Us, coming to all consoles, but Xbox as well. Uh, they like to show off that there's going to be 15 people. So hopefully they have matchmaking. <laughs> but uh, I assume they will. So Among Us is a fun game. But it's I, to me, it feels like it's uh, it's done. It's it's past its time. But the magic's gone. Ma- Chris? The magic's kind of gone with Among Us. Yeah. The honeymoon's I, over. I don't everybody. know if fifteen players is going to be. Uh, if you're streamers, where you can get fifteen people together, it's possible. But it's not a fun. G- I don't find it fun playing with randoms. So another game, Euden uh, Chronicles. Apparently, this is a successor to the Sukoden. I don't know if I said that right. Suicoden. Suicoden. <laughs> series um this one's a way early announcement uh this one's 2023 it looks good it gave me uh memories of the um what's it called it reminded me a lot of octopath traveler similar to the art style and combat style of that so i think a lot of fans are going to be excited for this one because sukoden is definitely a series that people are really excited about or they really enjoyed it i know i played a couple of them and they were all really good rpgs so did you ever play any of those ones? I didn't. I just had friends that really die hard into it, so yeah. I always uh, respected it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, we got a game called The Ascent, which is coming out on July 29th. It looks like one of those top-down shooters. Um, I didn't see too much special about it, to be honest, which... Oh, well. But it, it, if there's definitely people who play those series a lot, so... Uh, we got Age of Empires 4 uh, coming out on October 28th. This is a P- PC game, um, so why would you play this on Xbox? Uh, there's just... These types of games just... Are not it's like meant the people for console. that play Civ on like console. Right? Yeah. It's just like why? Why like? Why are you doing it to know. yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Yes. Uh, a surprise trailer, which I think shocked a, a lot of people, was the Outer Worlds two. Uh, apparently, it's being worked on. That's about as much as they're going to say. <laughs> the trailer was pretty funny, so I recommend people go look it up. They did a funny job of uh, teasing it. But you played this one, the original. I. Played it briefly. I was at the end of my Game Pass, and I think I played it like the last three days I had in my Game Pass. But uh, I, it was one of those ones like those types of games. I like them a lot, but I get overwhelmed with how much stuff you can do. And you know me, I like to pick up every spoon, fork, plate, uh, dust particle that can be picked up. So those ones <laughs> can sometimes <laughs> overwhelm me. Bob, Bob, what's wrong? Some crazy guy out there He's, is setting up cutlery <laughs> everywhere. He's sweep, <laughs> sweeping the sidewalks. Yeah. I don't know everywhere why. I go, it looks like supper's about to be served. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Microsoft's Flight Simulator is going to be coming onto the consoles. Uh, the It looks amazing. That's one of the most amazing looking games I've seen. I mean, there's, in my opinion, I'm not excited about what you do in it. I, I don't want to call it a game. It's on a game console, but yeah, it's a simulator. So, I mean, there's those definitely have some hardcore people that play those, but I, I, I imagine you, you, those types of games, they, they sell a certain amount and that's where they plateaus. <laughs> like, I don't imagine it's like, oh, hey, let's try a flight simulator. <laughs> like, I, I don't see that conversation happening. A lighthearted, yeah, like casual game. Just crashing into the ground, all the passengers just screaming. You're like, I'm so glad I picked this lighthearted adventure game. <laughs> uh, moving on to a racing side of things, which I know you're not a big fan of racing games, but this one piqued my interest actually. I'm not a Forza guy, but for Forza Horizon 5, which is coming out on no- November 9th, uh, it looked good. I'm going to say it, it looked good. Looks like you're going to be in Mexico area. I don't remember if they specified the exact location, but. Uh, it's pretty much looks like it's open world, which is kind of neat. I don't know if any of the other forces have had open world. I'm not in that loop of games, but uh, this one looks good. I, 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 how many times did I say it looks good? Do you believe me now? It looks good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it reminds me but, of the shitty Fast and the Furious game that just came out, but good. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to ask though, but does this look good? <laughs> it looks okay. Okay. Uh, and then the final big announcement, all the websites are losing their mind. Everybody is like, holy crap. Uh, there's a game coming out from Bethesda. It's called Redfall. More specifically, Arcane. Arcane Studios, yes. Uh, game called Redfall. Uh, it's going to be coming out uh, 2022. It's going to be exclusive to Xbox, poss- probably PC as well. Um I don't know what people are losing their minds about. It's a cinematic trailer. It looks like you're vampire or undead hunters. Um, it looked okay. I mean, it's a cinematic trailer. How, how many times have we been fooled by these cinematic trailers that look yeah. amazing? 
hell we get fooled by games that actually have gameplay trailers <laughs> cyberpunk i don't know why people are losing their minds it sounds like uh, you can go into a little bit more detail on this one but i feel like the industry insiders have heard more about this game than we as the consumers have um yeah. what have you heard uh being uh, an insider I just, <laughs> I, I just heard that basically it's arcane studios it's their first time trying to do an open world cooperative game basically um, and that's what this is going to be. If you ever wondered, oh my God, what if I could play Left 4 Dead with my friends, but in an open world setting and I don't like zombies, so just swap them up for floaty vampires and then give me my team. Honestly, I was kind of thinking it's almost like, um, ooh, what was that bad game? Evolve, where you oh, have your yeah. team of four, but you have individual unique powers. Yeah. That's what I kind of see, like the players at least. I'm not going to say the rest of the games like Evolve at all. Just that, yeah, you clearly have powers in some way as well. Um, but I agree with you. I don't, you know, it's funny because Arcane, although I've liked the Dishonored series, I feel like a lot of people don't. Like, and it just feels like Arcane does do good stuff, but like they're just not appreciated ever. So I find it funny that this is the game that everyone's losing their mind on. Like, we didn't care about Dishonored. We didn't care about Dishonored 2. Though Deathloop, nobody is inherently negative towards. I don't feel like anyone also just throws their hat in the air. And they're like, we did it. Everybody just stopped making games. We've hit the pinnacle. <laughs> so why now this random game? Is it only because it's Xbox exclusive? Is it getting a pass because Xbox needs more exclusives? I have no idea. I agree with you, Chris. I'm confused. Yeah, I mean... How many times, we, like I said, how many times we've been fooled by cinematic trailers? So, I mean, it's interesting that it's a cinematic trailer and it's 2022. Kind of reminds me of uh, earlier at the beginning of the showcase when they do Starfield 2022, but they don't, they don't, neither of those things show gameplay trailers. So, I don't know. It's, it could be good, but it's hard to judge a game when you just see a trailer. So, yeah. Um, but apparently, I think, like I said, insiders are definitely seeing more, hearing more because, Everybody else seems to be losing their minds. So, the, and then the, the last little teaser thing, which was pretty funny, I'll I'll, I'll give them kudos for this. Was the the showcase ends uh, for like a couple seconds, and then all of a sudden the screen changes, and there's a trailer for something, an Xbox console or something, and I'm like, what's going on? And they announced their Xbox mini fridge. So yeah, it, it was pretty funny. Uh, the it looks exactly like the Switch. The front cover opens up. Um, they were even advertising it like features of the fridge, like the console. It, it was it was pretty funny. Does it have twelve teraflops? <laughs> twelve? No, it has fourteen. It's more powerful. Okay. <laughs> so that was pretty much the whole showcase. Um, mm. Overall, I think this is what Xbox fans want. Um, from my side of the street, I'm I'm kind of going. Uh, there wasn't enough to sway me to go out and buy an Xbox system. Not that there would be. Um, mm -hmm. There's a couple of them that I'd be interested in playing on the PC. I thought the interesting thing was that they opened and closed with a Bethesda exclusive. Uh, kind of like to bookend it. Which was yeah. kind of like, well, wh but what's... Uh, where's a big Microsoft first party right out of their own studios? Where's that game? Uh, it's Halo, unfortunately. It's still. Halo, but that was supposed to be a year and a half ago. Or a year, yeah, a year yeah. and a half ago. Well, by the time this comes out a year ago. Yeah. yeah, by the time it did, yeah. So it's like, overall, I thought the showcase was good. 
Um, if I'm going to go into the rating system, I'm going to give this one a solid B. <laughs> You're changing rating system. <laughs> it's very hard to keep pace with you. <laughs> I'm giving what is it that a B. out of 10? It's a B out of 11. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I'm, I already hear people's keyboards, but I'm giving it a three. I think this is... Yeah, out of five? If I were to play off your... Yeah, three out of five. If I was to play off of like what you said, where this is what Xbox fans wanted, I would say you need to ask for more. Yes. Um, yes. 100, 100%. This is like being served a bowl of oatmeal and being this is the best meal I've ever had, right? I don't think this is... this. Don't get me wrong. This isn't as bad as their prior... Uh, showings that they've had because they've had some real doozies um so i'm not going to go that far but like there's very few a exclusives like true exclusives in here like i yeah. think i'm just off a rough guess off this list i think we have maybe six yeah uh yeah yeah well that's yeah for sure so i'm like okay and then do any of them blow? I honestly, the fridge is honestly the coolest announcement here. Like, I actually might buy the fridge. Like, I'm not even kidding. If they let me, I might get it. But Redfall, like, you know, I don't. I'm not a. F and like some of these games, um, they're just not my type of game. Like Forza, like you said, I'm not a racing guy. So okay, fine. I would be interested in Flight Sim, but I'd rather play that on PC, um, for sure. Um, I'm not out of worlds guy. Age Empire is going to be better on PC. Why? And I wouldn't play that anyway. Um, and then some of their new stuff, like the ascent didn't do anything for me. I know you were kind of excited about it, but the, um, contraband doesn't do anything for me. I just think there's a lot of too much co-op going on lately. It's just like, if, unless it's like a really game changer, like I just don't need to see one. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I feel good saying three out of five. I'm not saying it's the worst showing, but I don't think it's their strongest showing either. There wasn't and a, it seems they needed more like, gameplay. It just seems to me, yeah, yeah, that for sure. That's been a constant problem with them uh, in the last while. Though I'll definitely say, like I was saying before, they've had ones that show even less yeah. gameplay. So it, 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 this is a change for the better. I do want to come off slightly positive and say, like, I see that they're doing the right things. They do have some games here. Um, so I'm not complaining and I'm not saying it's the worst thing they've ever done. Uh, but it's still like, you know, after all these years where we keep waiting for the big one, the big one, like when are they going to have these games that make me drool, that make me go, ah, oh, damn, like I'm going to have to get an Xbox. Uh, this was not the year. So I don't know. I think three is fair. That's my goal. You know, there you go. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you. There are some that could be interesting but they didn't show enough gameplay or any gameplay of them, and there's never been gameplay of them. Um, yes. The ones that I've actually seen gameplay of and I'm interested in, there's maybe three of them. Atomic Heart's interesting. Um, the Forza Horizon's interesting. But I, I still wouldn't buy a console for any of these. Uh, what else? All the all the other ones I'm interested in, like I can get on PlayStations. So, well, that's the thing I was just gonna say. Like the the ones that I think I was the most interested in are like yeah, multi platform. Yeah. So, uh, except for the fridge, <laughs> I really want the fridge. <laughs> that's I don't know if I said that. Okay, you're gonna jump into Square Enix. You ready to yeah, go? Let's jump into Square this Enix. This is the one the that we're one. we're usually more excited about because they have some franchises that we're particularly excited about. 
starting off the showcase with Square Enix, they have Guardians of the Galaxy. This was the big one from Eidos Montreal. Uh, this one's going to be coming out October 26th. I so As soon as I watched it, I'm like, this is what I wanted Avengers to be. That's the first thing that came to mind. Um, I mean, other than you're kind of locked into playing Star-Lord. But uh, it, the humor looks like it's going to be fun. Visually, the game looks good. Uh, I'm kind of excited for it. I mean, uh, and it's not even that far away to, to being released. So I'll keep my eye on this one. I want to see a little bit more gameplay. But what I've seen is pretty good. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's a game that I need to get day one. Um, but I could see myself getting eventually, maybe like when it first goes on sale or something. What are your thoughts of Guardians? <clears throat> well, just for a fun fact, I went to Push Square and they had a poll. How would you rate the Square Enix Presents Showcase? 5% very good. 14% good. 29% okay. 31% poor. And 21% very poor. <laughs> So I feel like Guardians just wasn't enough to sell the overall thing. But I think I said this in previous recordings before we got this far that like I was excited for E3, but I knew because of all these delays we've had that it was going to be hard to announce new things when you haven't got your, your previously announced games out. So I wasn't expecting huge ones. Um, but anyway, getting back to the subject, Guardians, it looks okay. Um you have my curiosity, but you don't have my full attention. I need to see more. I'm a little worried how this is going to work with you just being Star-Lord and how the combo system is going to work with, like, the other characters interacting. Am I going to, like, is the AI going to be good? Are they going to play, like, a mess and it's just going to be distracting as all hell? Um, I think we need to see more. But what I did see, like, visually, nothing blew my socks off. Um, I think this is another one where it's like, okay, like, we're using a lot of assets from like last gen, you know, games and we need to move forward, but I get it. We're early in the life cycle. So, okay, I'll give you a pass, but, uh, I don't know. I I'll have to see more on this one, but it, it's still like right now I'll say it is their game of the show for sure. And October that's coming up. So that's yeah. something soon to look forward to, I guess, potentially. Yeah. After that, we got an announcement of Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. So it looks like they're going to be remastering the first six uh, Final Fantasy games. I think it's coming out on PC. I didn't actually see if it was coming out on consoles. All I saw was PC and uh, mobile phones. Yeah, so it didn't uh, show any trailer, really. It was more of a... It showed video footage of the previous games and just said... I, the one thing I'll say that was kind of poor about the show was it was a little too fast. Like there was uh -huh. things that were popping up on the screen. It was like you couldn't read it fast enough to get on to, and then it was on to the next thing. So yeah, it, I mean, I don't know how much these are going to be remastered. I probably not a hell of a lot, but they're good games. They're you know, that's many hours of content if you really wanted that. So uh, they moved on to Legend of Mana remaster, which we've seen lots of uh, screenshots of already. Uh, ahead of time so you didn't see too much new that you hadn't seen in screenshots other than it moved because it wasn't a screenshot <laughs> this yeah. is uh coming out on june 24th i really liked the original game uh i could see myself probably picking this one up at some point i don't think i ever played it but like i'm always interested in old style rpgs so yeah there's a lot of quests a uh, lot a lot of characters uh teammates and stuff it, it's fun and it's co-op too yeah. oh yeah maybe i will pick it up then yeah uh 
then we got the big one for a lot of people, uh, those 10 people that are still playing Avengers. Uh, <laughs> and that's a good day. That's when it's raining outside and nobody has anything else to do. Um, more content's coming to Avengers. Uh, the big one's going to be the Black Panther storyline. It actually looked interesting. Not nearly enough for me to pick up the game. Uh, but I, I suspect that anybody who is really a big fan of Avengers and is still playing, they're out there. Um, this is great content for them. Uh, mm. Did you you have Avengers? You're one of those uh, people. But uh, would you go back and play this once it comes out? No, I just feel like as soon as you come out, there's been so little progression in that game that I feel like every match is just going to be four Black Panthers every time. Yeah, and to be uh, honest, they've fallen backwards in their progression. They've made it worse in some yes, cases. So. they have. Uh, then they moved on to their mobile side. I blacked out. Uh, we'll move on to the... No, just kidding. Uh, they talked about Hitman Sniper Mobile uh, just to help train people to become snipers. Uh, we got <laughs> Near Reincarnation, uh, which I don't know if these are like new like stories like in these games, but it's mobile, so I suspect story's really loose. Uh, we got some Final Fantasy Mobile stuff. Um, I don't know. Is some they talked about some sort of pairing with some other game? It was so fast, like I you'd have to pause it to see what the heck they were talking about. Um, and then finally, they briefly showed Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, which is going to be a battle royale game that's going to be coming out on mobile. Um, which is too bad because I like to try all the battle royale games, but I'm not going to be playing this on mobile. Sorry. Um. Maybe if I can get a virtualizer or some shit that I can run on the PC, but um, I'd try it if it was on the PC for Steam or something, but yeah. Um, then some of the, I guess the more bigger ones that came out was uh announcement for Babylon Fall. Uh, looks like it's going to be a three-person action adventure PlayStation Steam exclusive. Um, or sorry, that's third-person action adventure uh, four-player co-op. Uh, I was very confused. Yeah, sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, Babylon Fall, three person, third person action. I forgot the the erd part when I wrote it out. Yeah, um, it looks like it could be interesting, but yeah, I think this will be something that we could uh, probably try out. I like near. I like platinum. Like by the way, if we didn't say platinum's making this, Square's publishing. Um, we heard about this a while ago. It's a PlayStation exclusive game. I think the last time we heard about it, I could be wrong on this. I didn't look this up. I thought it was 2018. I could be wrong. Uh, so it's a little exciting. We'll see. I do like near, but I'm a little getting like, you know, the same thing I was kind of crapping on Xbox about is a lot of these weird co-op games that are very hard double A games. So I can't, I don't want to be unfair and not have the same criticism here. So I do. Um, but I would say this one leans more to like what I like in genre games. wise. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like what I wish Godfall would have been. And I can't say that this game hasn't come out yet, but you know what I'm yeah. trying to get at here. Um, so yeah, I, it has my curiosity. Let's, uh, we continue. <laughs> uh, then we got the uh, Life is Strange announcements. Uh, Life is Strange Remastered. Uh, that's going to be coming out on September that's 30th. That's a strong word to use for what I saw. Yeah, I mean, it's spruced up a coat of paint, I guess, but it didn't look like... M- amazing by any they should have called it life is strange spring cleaning edition yeah. like we did a light dusting for those that don't own it i would look at the life is strange true colors that's coming out on september 10th uh look at getting the ultimate edition because it comes with both so if you haven't played the original i hi- i think you and i both would highly recommend that people probably want to play this game 
Uh, oh yes, I really enjoyed the first one. Although I'm making fun of the remaster because I just don't think yeah. it looks like they did anything, but maybe a different filter on it. Um, I do really enjoy the first life. Yeah. Life is strange, so it gets you in the feels in some moments. So, oh, absolutely. But there is my only gripe with that game is there is a true ending, and we all know what we're talking about here. <laughs> we all know the right ending, okay? Uh, and then the final announcement was Stranger of Paradise. Uh, this is a Final Fantasy Origin game that's going to be, I don't want to call remastered. It's, well, I don't even want to call it remake because it's totally different. Well, no, it's a totally, it's just, it's um, just, yeah. It's like a prequel to Final Fantasy, the first Final Fantasy. Yeah. So this was coming out in 2022. It looked decent. It's one of those ones I think I need to see more, but... Uh, yes, I absolutely... This one definitely has my attention. Yes, my attention. And my curiosity, but I definitely need to see more. I do have a few things that are making me feel like, oh, like, this isn't exactly what I hoped for when we got those rumors a week ago. Um, it doesn't look as strong as, a, like, a Dark Souls... Uh, I would even argue it doesn't look aesthetically as pleasing as, like, a Neo, but uh, I really hope I'm wrong, and I hope we get a little more on this uh, soon. And uh, I can, you know, get a better idea of what I'm getting into. I just, I thought it was going to go somewhere else, but that's my own problem. I think I overhyped this in my head, and now I'm a little disappointed because it's not all the mythical and mystical things I wanted it to be. And that's pretty much it for the show. They did end with a, it, it sort of made it seem like this is the most current stuff that's going to be out relatively soon. It felt like that's how they were trying to sell it. Because at the end, they say, and we have so many more things to talk about later on in the future. And they briefly mentioned the new expansion for FF14. They uh, mentioned Final Fantasy 16. And then they uh, mentioned Forspoken, uh, which is another one that we we're both, I think, interested in. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they just, that's all they did. They just briefly mentioned them. They didn't go into any details. So I guess let's go into our rating for the Square Enix. Uh, showcase. I'm going to give this one a 50 out of 83 because because there so is much. 83 I... Final Fantasies. Apparently, I looked it up. There's 83 Final Fantasy games in the world, and that's not including uh, the new ones that are coming out, which would be uh, 16, probably not the expansion or this whole uh, pixel remaster thing. This one ties with Ubisoft. You get a two out of five. Two uh, to five. I think Guardians lifted it. That's where you got one point. The second point was showing up. And, Did they spell their uh, name wrong? <laughs> they, they definitely spelled their name wrong. They're like Squaresoft. Damn it. We keep forgetting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, there's so much here that I'm like, oh, I need to see more. Babylon's looks interesting and Guardians looks interesting. And I'm very hesitant on Stranger you want to give it a two? Paradise. Give it a three. You want to give it a three. I don't think it's as strong as Microsoft's though. Like Microsoft a had a lot... Not saying it's all great. They're not bangers, but you got 2.5 out of 5. That's what I'm doing. I, I think there's more on this list that you would buy. I think I'm on being good. I'm, I think I'm being nicer too because, yeah, you know, definitely. if I go online, the first video I'm seeing is literally titled Square Enix E3 was hot garbage. Mm. So, like, I don't think I'm being horribly mean. I just think, again, a lot of these people just don't have a lot because of COVID and the atmosphere we're in. So, I'm not even. I really hope people know, like, I know I can seem a little shitty sometimes, but, like, I just, I knew this E3 wasn't going to be the best E3 in the world. Like, we're getting over some hurdles here, so I am trying to be kind in the sense that it's like, I get that you don't have, like, everything that was going to blow my pants off. I, I just, 
I never had those expectations. And like, I guess the way I should phrase this, and actually a question for you too, Chris, what is, out of all the showcases we've had, I know E3 is not done, but of all the, like the showcases we've had, what is your game of this entirety? Oh God, put me on the spot. <laughs> We're going to edit this out because I'm going to pause for like a minute because I'm going to have to think of this. <laughs> you like leave the room. It's like... <laughs> My day one pick that I need to have this mm-hmm. out of all of these games. And, and, and mind you, not just that. Game of the entirety three for you right now. Far Cry 6. Okay. I, that's that's the one I game. Can understand. That's the one game, that's one I, game could that buy. I might even play. Yeah. Like, so I kind of I'm with you on that. They haven't talked about co-op. If it has co-op, that is even better because a lot some of the other ones have co-op. I could see. So this isn't fair, but my game that's been revealed in the last three days. Don't do it. I'm doing it. It's uh, Elden Ring. That doesn't yes. count. <laughs> that totally counts. That is. It was outside the sure, window. That one game. That one game blows away all these conferences. It was outside the window. I, I am so excited for that. We haven't even had a chance to talk about that yet because this show is so jam packed today. So I just want to quickly go in there and say, oh my god, that video. I'm just, oh my gosh, I want that game so bad. I and that's you know that is what the stuff that those kind of announcements. That I want to see in E3. We didn't get that this year. It's a little disappointing. But I am understanding of the circumstances. So it's like, okay, fine. But holy moly, that's my game of everything. I cannot wait. I am hearing a lot of crap talk that it's not going to make that release date. That's probably true. But I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to pray and hope and wait. And that is where I stand. So are we done with E3, Chris? Yes. Okay. For now, part one. There you have it. Part one. Part two next week. Part one of our E3 showcases what we thought. I think as we're recording, there's some other, you know, things dropping, you know, Naraka Blade Point, apparently. Yep, I already bought it. a new weapon trailer. I already bought it. I already bought it. Yeah, I had so much fun with the initial alpha. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Like, they didn't show much during the showcase. Like, the spears are going to be in the game now. And I think a new character. But I had so much fun with the alpha, and a lot of my friends had fun with it too. I went and bought it already because ne- before on Steam it didn't have a purchase button. I purchased it this morning. But anyway, uh, so we're done with our E3 part one. Uh, we'll hit you more next week. Nintendo with probably a little more standard episode. This one's a little last second, so we're just trying to give you everything we can. Uh, we don't have time for homework or anything like that. So just before we sign off, we're just going to quickly go through the news. That we'd normally give you in a different fashion. Very quickly. So we're going to do news like we do homework. So what is news? News is what I did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into number one. Naughty Dog is still working on factions. This one comes from VGC. Uh, I'm a quick summary. Basically, we found out that uh, Naughty Dog is still hiring um, four factions. They basically come at it like, oh, we're working on a multiplayer game uh, with multiplayer modes. So on like that. No brainer. It's the factions mode we heard about before, but it looks like it's being expanded into like to have actual story elements, such like that. Um, what are your thoughts, Chris? Are you excited for this at all? Don't care. Yeah, me neither. I basically never played Last of Us One's multiplayer. I'm not a big multiplayer guy anymore, anyway. Um, so that's that. And uh, I, I mean, I'm more excited about now with the story like elements, but. I I just I, I wouldn't spend you know if this game comes out and it's full price like I just 
Yeah, no, that doesn't speak to me. It's going to cost uh, something? It's not free? No, no, yeah, this is... Oh, the, God, no. You, looking at this, yeah, this is definitely a standalone game now. I think it was going to be an addition, but it looks like they're taking it a different route. Anyway, we move on. Number two, we've got another PS5 update, and it's not just about stability. This one comes from VGC, and basically, easy enough, they fixed uh, low indicator battery. Uh, apparently, it was showing it way early. Some people were saying it basically tell you to charge your controller, and yet you'd still have five hours on it. Looks like they tried to tweak that, so hopefully it's working for you. A uh, little exciting. Yay. Number three, we already touched on this. Battlefield 2042 revealed, and it has no single-player campaign. How do they justify, you know, the cost on PS5? Well, apparently it's because PS5 can have 128 players. Hooray. Uh, I don't think I would pay full price for it, but we'll see how desperate I am by release day. So what about you, Chris? Does that matter to you? Uh, we've already talked about it. I'm not a big Battlefield guy. If I could get enough people that want to play it and i wouldn't be the one spearheading that um what is i would here's a different question then if i can rephrase it um call of duty i think it was just recently black ops 4 it didn't have a single player campaign did you buy it that's the cold war one yeah yeah no i didn't buy it so there you go i think that kind of answers it then if it doesn't have a single player story it's not worth full price uh but that's just our opinion number four is ps4 holding back the ps5 horizon director says no this one comes from IGN and basically is a quick interview, but uh, the director for Horizon Forbidden West uh, was very adamant about how that game is not being held back by the PS4. And I somewhat believe him because this game's been in development for you know quite a while now. And I think the systems they put into it probably don't really hold it back so much, but it also could have been more in my opinion. So I kind of feel like he's hiding some details but he did go on and you can read the information yourself but he does say that there are uh special features in the ps5 version uh apparently even moss has its own mechanic but that's only in ps5 so very interesting fun fact uh there you go also says it still has no release date of yet and i put in my notes steve puts down $20 that it won't be 2021. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. Number five, Phil throwing shade. We already did that once. We're going to skip to the last one. Not the last one. Uh, s- number six, Sony makes a new friend, VGC. And uh, apparently, uh, Sony made another one of those awesome deals to get an exclusive game, but not have to actually acquire the company with uh, Devotion Games. Uh, deviation, sorry. Deviation Games. <laughs> Uh, the studio is headed by former Call of Duty Black Op veterans. Um, anyway, they kind of go into it, but it sounds like more what Sony was saying that they want to lean more into multiplayer games because that is probably one of their weaker corners. I think you'd agree, Chris. Like they don't have strong like a Halo multiplayer, right? No. Uh, or even Titanfall when it was still exclusive. Uh, then our last one, number seven, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Basically, a review roundup. Uh, I got it. I'm liking it. It's great. But what does Metacritic tell us? Metacritic's Metacritic's critic score, uh, that's a mouthful, is 8.9 as we're recording this out of 10. And the player average is actually 9.8. So uh, clearly people are liking it. So anyway, uh, if you actually want homework, I'm going to put it probably in the notes for the podcast. So you can look up that as always on yourself, educate yourself. Uh, but anyway, we have way too long of an episode as is, so we have to end it here. We thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us that most valuable currency you have, which is your time. We always appreciate it. Thanks for coming back every week. And again, subscribe to the podcast, tell people about it. Everything helps. Uh, we just love you guys. 
and we'll see you for part two of E3 next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks, guys.